discuter de tout ça. I don't want to set the world on fire. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whenever it may be, wherever you may be, and however you may be hearing my voice. Whether it be via download through one of the many podcast platforms, or if you are listening to the premiere on the Alternate Current Radio's live stream, I appreciate you tuning in and joining me as we attempt to navigate the shark-infested waters of the agenda-centivized media and look past the propaganda. This is your daily dose of what's currently all the ruckus. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. 21st Century Wire reports, In the wake of the AstraZeneca blood clots scandal, another scion of Big Pharma, Johnson & Johnson, has been forced to halt the rollout of their experimental COVID vaccine due to the emergence of potentially lethal rare blood clots in women who took the not fully licensed corporate product. Meanwhile, other firms are using these blood clots scandals to push the other experimental vaccines. Pfizer and Moderna's gene-based mRNA jab, both of which have also caused a number of serious adverse reactions and injuries worldwide. Western governments and their mainstream media partners, especially in the US and UK, which are heavily invested both politically and economically in the reputation and credibility of this transnational pharmaceutical cartel, are keen to downplay any reports of adverse reactions, injuries, or death due to people taking their experimental range of COVID vaccines. 21stCenturyWire.com Well, lucky for you, dear listener, or unlucky for you, depending on how you look at it, I do not work for any government, nor am I any part of the mainstream media, and I have absolutely no problem reporting about adverse reactions, injuries, or death due to people taking experimental vaccines. You're listening to Alternate Current Radio. I'm Adam Clark, and this is The Daily Ruckus. Last week, The Guardian reported, since rare but severe clotting was seen in some people following vaccination with AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine, researchers worldwide have been grappling to understand why the clotting syndrome, known as thrombosis with thrombocytopenia, clotting with a low platelet count, occurs. Most cases of these clots occurred in veins in the brain, a condition called cerebral cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, or CVST, though some occurred in other veins, including those to the abdomen, splanchic vein thrombosis. It has a high death rate. Evidence is growing that the vaccine is causing this rare clotting syndrome. So what happens in those affected, and most importantly, why? Platelets are cells that usually help to stop bleeding by clumping together to form a blood clot. In AstraZeneca, 
AstraZeneca vaccine recipients affected by this rare clotting syndrome, the number of platelets drops. A unique immune system reaction occurs involving the remaining platelets and white blood cells, and it is this reaction that makes the blood more clumpy, leading to clotting. The condition is very similar to another relatively rare but serious clotting condition caused by the use of a blood thinner called heparin. In both heparin use and administration of the AstraZeneca vaccine, the rare clotting disorder appears within two weeks, usually between day 4 and 20. In those affected after being given heparin, the immune system makes antibodies to a complex of heparin and a protein called platelet factor 4, triggering this dangerous clotting. Those affected by the syndrome after receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine also have the same complex, with antibodies to platelet factor 4 in their plasma. Dr. Jose Perdomo, a senior research officer in the Hematology Research Unit at the University of New South Wales St. George and Sutherland Clinical School, said, quote, We know what's happening, but the why is not known, end quote. He said much is still unknown about why heparin-induced thrombocytopenia occurs, and that condition was first reported in the 60s. The exact mechanism causing the vaccine-induced thrombosis with thrombocytopenia may never be known, he said, but there are some theories. Quote, One is that some people are already predisposed to this condition because of previous bacterial or viral infections, end quote. That's because infections can lead the body to produce what is called cell-free DNA, which is basically extracellular DNA from dying cells in the blood, though cell-free DNA can also derive from normal cells. Quote, that DNA somehow behaves like heparin, that the molecule, in this case DNA, can form complexes with the protein platelet factor 4, Perdomo said. That complex is the one that gives rise to antibodies which see this complex as an invading bacteria. Once that complex is there, you have all these reactions, including the activation of clotting, for example, end quote. Perdomo said one theory as to why the vaccine is triggering that antibody response against platelet factor 4 is that AstraZeneca vaccine has DNA in it. He said, quote, so that DNA in some people can get into the circulation and trigger these same complexes, but that is just speculation and hasn't been shown to be the case yet, end quote. The other theory is that there may be some people predisposed to developing inflammation from the vaccine. That inflammation will lead to the production of cell-free DNA and then the formation of the immune complex that leads to clotting. A report from the European Medicines Agency, EMA, stated that all possible options should be taken into consideration, such as possible quality defects or impurities in vaccine batches or matter introduced during the administering of the vaccine. Perdomo said there are some differences between the heparin-induced and vaccine-induced clotting conditions, and age seems to be one of them. Usually, the older you are, the more susceptible you are to heparin-induced thrombocytopenia, Perdomo said. With the vaccine-induced syndrome, it appears people aged under 50 are more likely to be affected. However, it is not yet certain age is a risk factor. A small number of cases have been reported in older adults. While there have been more reports in women, this may be because more vaccine doses have been given to women, given that they are more likely to work in high-risk healthcare positions, such as nursing. Another difference 
difference between the syndrome introduced by heparin and the vaccine is that ongoing heparin therapy seems to trigger the reaction. The vaccine, in contrast, triggers the reaction after a single dose. A report from the EMA says the mechanism causing the reaction must therefore be different or that affected patients had somehow been exposed to whatever was triggering the antibody response before. According to the Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunization, ATAGI, a group of independent medical experts who advised the health minister, studies have suggested it occurs in approximately 4 to 6 people in every 1 million. However, higher rates have been reported in Germany and in some Scandinavian countries. There is a test people can be given after vaccination to see if they have antibodies against platelet factor 4 in their plasma. This means doctors can tell if a patient has this specific rare type of clotting as opposed to other less dangerous types of clotting that can occur in the general population even without the vaccination. Perdomo said, quote, This test will help with treatment because we know what not to do. When these vaccine cases were first seen, doctors were treating them as normal clotting patients, and that's not the way to treat this extreme reaction, end quote. The Thrombosis and Hemostasis Society of Australia and New Zealand has produced guidelines on detection and management of clots after vaccination, which will further improve safety. So, is there proof the vaccine causes it? Perdomo said, quote, We still can't say absolutely for sure, but all the evidence is pointing in that direction. All the cases have these platelet factor 4 antibodies without any exposure to heparin, and the vaccine seems to be the only link between the cases, end quote. Is this clotting seen with any other COVID-19 vaccines? Professor Jim Buttery, head of epidemiology and signal detection at the Vic Victorian Immunization Safety Service said that of the more than 70 million Pfizer doses given globally, there had been only two reports of cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, both in the U.S. However, neither of those cases had the low platelets seen in the AstraZeneca cases. The EMA is investigating cases potentially linked to the one-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine, but at the writing of the article, this is is in its early stage, and there is very little information. Like the AstraZeneca vaccine, the J&J jab is a viral vector vaccine that uses a harmless virus, known as an adenovirus, to trick cells into making the spike protein of the COVID-19 virus. Professor Nikolai Petrovsky from the College of Medicine and Public Health at Flinders University said it has yet to be determined whether the clotting syndrome is being driven by the novel chimpanzee adenovirus being used for the vaccine or by some other ingredient. He said, quote, hopefully this question will now be the subject of intense scientific investigation, end quote. TheGuardian.com. And hey, speaking of Johnson & Johnson, Fierce Pharma writes, it's going to be a big week for Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine, which has hit pitfall after pitfall since its launch. European officials offered renewed backing for the shot 
Tuesday with a warning about its risks, and a key Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Committee is set to meet Friday to review the latest data. By Saturday, depending on that committee's vote, the vaccine could have a clear road ahead in the U.S. Meanwhile, the company is trying to recover from a manufacturing snafu at its U.S. partner, Emergent Biosolutions. But whatever happens right now, J&J execs say they are confident the company can get its launch back up to speed. After an FDA emergency use authorization in late February, J&J's COVID-19 vaccine pulled in $100 million in first quarter sales, the drugmaker said Tuesday. For now, though, the vaccine launch remains on pause as U.S. health officials investigate rare blood clots in a small number of recipients. CFO Joe Woke told analysts Tuesday the company is, quote, cautiously hopeful that there is a very viable path forward for the vaccine, end quote. Execs aren't sure whether U.S. regulators will endorse the vaccine with a new warning about rare clotting risks or whether certain populations will be discouraged from getting it. Chief Scientific Officer Paul Stoffels said, with clear diagnostic and therapeutic guidance on how to identify and treat the rare blood clots, J&J is confident it can, quote, restore the confidence in our vaccine, end quote. Just after J&J's first quarter earnings call ended, the European Medicine Agency's Safety Committee said that a warning about rare blood clots should be added to the shot's product information. The vaccine's overall risk-benefit profile remains favorable, EMA said. The CDC's Advisory Committee on Vaccines is set to take up the issue Friday, and NIAID Chief Anthony Fauci said over the weekend he expects the shot to return before too long. But J&J's vaccine hasn't only run into safety setbacks. On the manufacturing front, J&J's manufacturing partner, Emergent, ruined a large batch of material containing millions of doses weeks ago. J&J recently took over at the company's Baltimore site, but this week, Emergent disclosed that the FDA has clamped down on any new manufacturing there while it inspects the facility. J&J Vice Chairman Joaquin Duato told analysts on Tuesday, it's premature to speculate about any takeaways from the inspection. J&J will work with Emergent and the FDA to close the inspection this week, he said, and will address any of the agency's findings afterward. The exec didn't say whether J&J has another plan lined up to manufacture vaccine doses if that site doesn't pan out. The company still plans to ship 200 million doses to Europe and 100 million to the U.S. this year. There were some questions the execs didn't answer, including one about when the company would try to collect a profit from its vaccine. Right now, the company is focused on delivering its shot around the world, Duato said. Quote, once this pandemic is over, there will be time to discuss options to the company's current not-for-profit model, end quote, and asked whether the company still expects to produce one billion doses of the shot this year. Its stated goal, Woke said J&J wants to be quote-unquote respectful of the regulatory process that's playing out. Woke said J&J's current manufacturing setup, quote, should put us in a position to meet all of our contractual commitments as they stand today, end quote. The COVID-19 vaccine was a tiny piece of J&J's overall business during the first quarter. The company posted overall sales of 20 
$22.32 billion, a 7.9% increase. Pharma sales grew nearly 10% versus the same period last year, while medical device sales jumped nearly 11%. FiercePharma.com And how's that FDA inspection going for you, J&J? Well, looks like the results are in. Just the news reports. The Food and Drug Administration released an inspection report Wednesday, citing multiple failures at a plant that ruined 15 million doses of Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine. The failures cited in the report occurred at the Emergent Biosolutions Manufacturing Plant in Baltimore. The FDA states it found unsanitary conditions in the facility, including waste that was not properly decontaminated and peeling paint in sensitive manufacturing areas. Security footage also showed employees failing to handle medical waste properly, according to the Washington Post. Emergent Biosolutions said it would move quickly to fix the problems listed in the report. The company said, quote, while we are never satisfied to see shortcomings in our manufacturing facilities or process, they are correctable and we will take swift action to remedy them, end quote. The report also indicated that Emergent Biosolutions failed to conduct a thorough review of the incident that caused the 15 million doses of the vaccine to be ruined. The company confirmed the incident in early April in which ingredients from AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine were accidentally mixed in with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, contaminating it. Justthenews.com well, either we can take that report at face value and accept that the FDA did indeed inspect this manufacturing plant and found unsanitary conditions and the possibility of contamination with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Or we can suspect, and it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility, that this entire report is false, i.e. perhaps the unsanitary conditions, the possibility of contaminants such as improperly decontaminated waste and peeling paint are being set up as patsies to be blamed for any further adverse events with the vaccine, such as the blood clots, for instance. But who knows? There's no way we could ever prove that. However, it is a little suspicious that the mainstream media, for the most part, does not report very much on adverse events to the vaccines, or, well, pretty much anything damning to the COVID-19 vaccines in general, and their precious big pharma Frankenstein creators, yet they blasted this report everywhere, including the Washington Post, of all places, and it all kind of arguably makes Johnson & Johnson look bad, you know? But hey, who knows? Maybe there's a there there, maybe there's not. It's one of the many things I'll probably not ever be able to prove for myself. However, my spidey sense is tingling. Or, well, something's tingling anyways. And luckily, since I have not taken any of the experimental COVID-19 quote-unquote vaccines. I don't think the tingling is anything to worry about. But to wrap this one up with a nice neat bow, let's head on over to News Target, who reports, Every day there are new headlines in the mainstream media downplaying the side effects that people are experiencing from the COVID-19 vaccines being pushed on people in massive vaccination campaigns around the world, even as some people are dying from the vaccine. It is not difficult to find articles 
where various health experts have said that side effects and deaths from the shot are rare and should not prevent people from getting it. However, the numbers do not lie, and the story they tell is far more damning. According to Children's Health Defense, there have been 56,869 adverse events reported following the COVID-19 vaccine so far. This includes 7,971 serious injuries and 2,342 deaths between December 14th, 2020 and April 1st, 2021. On April 13th, the CDC reported on its website that the number of deaths that have been reported since 2020 had increased to 3,005. One very important thing to keep in mind is the fact that many adverse effects of this and many other vaccines are never reported to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System that is operated by the Department of Health and Human Services. Healthcare providers are required to report certain events to the system, but a survey has shown that less than 20% of healthcare providers actually use the system. Although that data came from 2005, it seems unlikely that the situation has changed much in the intervening years. Not only are some, indeed many, of these effects going intentionally unreported, countless others are being missed, downplayed, or outright dismissed. Many groups of patients were excluded from the vaccine's clinical trials, such as people who are immunocompromised. Many of these individuals are now being given the vaccine, despite insufficient data about its safety in their subpopulations, something that is noted in an FDA briefing document on the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. One Israeli study recently found that patients with autoimmune inflammatory rheumatic diseases are experiencing herpes zoster, a painful and irritating skin infection that can lead to nerve damage following the vaccine. This is just one of many effects that the trials would not have detected. There are likely to be many similar issues becoming obvious as more and more people get vaccines as part of the major rollouts that are currently underway throughout the world. The FDA warned about this concern in a December 2020 briefing stating that using the vaccine in large numbers of individuals may reveal additional, potentially less frequent and or more serious adverse events not detected in the official trials because they only used healthy individuals. An additional risk the FDA warned about that may come to light in the near future is that of vaccine-enhanced disease over time and waning immunity. This means that the people who have received the vaccine could have an even worse response if they are exposed to the virus again in the future. All of this serves as yet another reminder that these vaccines that people are so desperately trying to get appointments for and proudly showing off on social media remain very much experimental. Even more disconcerting is the fact that vaccine manufacturers have been granted immunity from liability for any adverse events that these vaccines cause as part of an incentive by the government to speed up development and keep costs down. Moreover, people cannot sue the FDA for authorizing a vaccine for emergency use that causes them harm. If vaccine companies cannot be held liable for killing you with their shots, what motivation do they have to ensure a safe vaccine? Newstarget.com
If I may point out something, uh, it did say right there that also the FDA is not liable. So exactly what motivation do they have to ensure a safe vaccine? Hmm? And the first person who answers, the government cares about us. Go ahead and send me an email. I'll pull some strings and I'll make sure that you are the very next person to get one of these quote-unquote safe vaccines. For the ACR, I'm Adam Clark, and this has been The Daily Ruckus for Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. For more information, please visit alternatecurrentradio.com.